Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello. Mm. Hello. I didn't know how to promote this, so I just tweeted out Friday fun time. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I guess it is Friday fun time. In in elementary, that was the game of like extra recess that we got on Fridays. Okay, well. You got an extra recess? God, no one your generation is so coddled. (laughs) Is that like a second breakfast? you're like two years older than me. <laughs> you draw I've never heard that phrase before. Either. Somewhere, okay. That's right. So, it's a, and I draw it at extra recess. I've never heard that phrase before today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> extra recess? No, you're a child. Harrison, did you get extra recess in Boulder too? I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> Friday fun time, bro. The Boulder thing. I don't think we got extra recess. I don't think so. I don't think you only, so. You, you only got to go on it if you turned in all of your assignments on time, which I rarely did. Okay, <laughs> let's move on from this. DNVR brought you guys damn good beer, and now we're delivering with damn good beef. Hassel Cattle Company is the absolute best source um, for farm-to-table wag you. Wagyu, we found out today that it's Wagyu, not Wagyu. Um, beef in the You're country. You're the only person, Allie, that I've ever heard pronounce that, I guess, correctly. Whenever I've heard Wagyu um, pronounced, it's never been that way, but that is apparently the correct word. Uh, we got sent the pronunciation on our company Slack. So Wagyu, beef in the, in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is the fourth generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the U.S. and straight to your door. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, burgers, and even Denver steaks. Ryan and I just placed an order like three days ago, and we're supposed to get it tonight. And I'm excited, but I'm extremely excited to try Denver steaks. Has anyone on this podcast had Denver steaks before? I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw it on their website. Right? But apparently, like, that, that's a widely known thing. I, I don't know how I missed out on that. Yeah. So it's a Denver-style steak? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like a Denver omelet. How it got its name, we don't really know. Right. Hmm. But we'll report back next week because we'll be having those Denver steaks. They arrive tonight. They ship super fast. Um, but most of us at DMVR have already had their New York strip steak and their bacon and their burgers, and it's been totally top quality. So head to Castle, head to HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use the promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10. For 10% off your order, any orders over 200, and you receive free shipping. Check them out, and we promise you will not be disappointed. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dog two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Two run home run. Trevor Story. Lock. Ends on. Touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Got it. Oh, man. That's from. 
Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Oh, Drew double fiston again. RK special. Friday fun time. Making a happy Friday fun, fun time. time, baby. I've got an The apple. best thing about an RK special is it allows you to start your day of drinking beer with two beers. That's true. That's or true. you can I, I, mix it in a glass like uh, normal people. I if you wanted might, to ruin I, it. I legitimately think my Hassle Cattle Company package just showed up. Oh, it's oh, so good. Knock on the door? It's yeah, so it good. Did, and the doorbell ring. Ooh. Ooh Speaking okay, of double well. fisting. <laughs> you could right. have some Breck brews at the DNVR bar. We are open again on game days. You can have some Breck brews on tap, or you could head over to the farmhouse. Um, if you're more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pickup from the farmhouse or check out the Breck Brew locator to see where you can find some Breck brews even outside of Colorado. Happy New Year, everyone. We haven't seen each other in since last year. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm to say own. anything. Ali Monroy, and today I have Harrison Wind, AJ Hayfley, Drew Creaseman, and Ryan Konigsberg, who just went to open his door. Um, <laughs> We're eight days into 2021, and I want to talk about what expectations um, each team has this year. The Nuggets are already eight games in. The Avs start their season on Wednesday. The Broncos are looking for a new GM, and the Rockies are getting ready for winter meetings and the start of spring training in a few months. Um, Harrison, let's start off with you, especially because the Nuggets – are already eight games in and haven't been playing um, their absolute best, sitting at three and five on the year. What are your expectations for this team? And are you worried at all uh, with this rough start? I'll go to the first part of that first. Um, definitely a, a little worried, but you know, not anywhere close to panicking. Look, the NBA season is is a long, long season. Um, the odds are with this Nuggets team. We're not even going to remember what happened over these first eight games four months from now, you know, if everything goes how I think it could go. It's been a rough start, but I think Denver can pull out of it. Um, In terms of expectations, my expectation for the Nuggets this season is the same as my expectation has been for them every one of the last three seasons to improve on where they ended things last year. And they ended things in the Western Conference Finals last year. My expectation is, you know, they move a step further. Um, I think if you ask the Nuggets, they have internal expectations of a championship. But I don't think it's like necessarily a championship or a bust year. Um, So my expectation is that they keep improving. uh, They keep taking steps the championship window is definitely open. And I think anytime you have a top, it's almost silly even calling Nicole a top 10 player. I mean, I think he's got a good argument to be playing like the best player in the league right now. I'm not sure if there's anybody that I would take to win one game right now over Nicole Jokic. Um, but anytime you have a player like him, you've always got to have uh, expectations that you can contend with a ch- for a championship. So, I guess that's that's where I'm at right now. Jokic has been playing incredible these last few games. I mean, he had how many triple doubles already? And he had 38 points last night, even though it wasn't enough um, to push the Nuggets over to a win. But he's been incredible. What are your expectations for him when it comes to MVP? Do you think there is a shot? Oh, of course. Um, you know, right now it seems like 
he would definitely be in in the running if like MVP votes were were getting tallied right now. Um, he probably wouldn't be the front runner because Denver's three and five. Yeah. Um, but you know, if the Nuggets were uh, five and three right now, and he he's been playing as well as he is, yeah, I mean, he he would be the front runner. So I think it's going to continue. Um, he's playing a ton of minutes right now. He's ninth, I believe, in the NBA in minutes per game, which is like not ideal at this point in the season. But I think it's going to continue. I mean, we saw it in the preseason. We saw it during training camp. He had a different look in his eye this year, and it's carried over to the regular season. So I expect him to continue to just dominate, and he should be in the running for MVP all season. He should be. Harrison, I asked this to the Nuggets, uh, the other Nuggets guys last night on the post game show, and I want your opinion on it too. Um, it's pretty clear to me right now that this team's problems all stem from the bench unit or lack thereof. What can they do to fix that moving forward? Is it a move? Is it a, a different rotation? What, what do you What do you think is the solution to getting those uh, those guys? gelling a little bit more so you don't have to keep Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray on the floor all night. It's tough because what the Nuggets are rolling out right now is definitely still the plan that they came into the season with. Um, I really do think that kind of this small ball look, look was what Denver wanted to come into the season with. They thought there was a good chance of it working. They haven't abandoned it yet. It, it's still... It's gotten better, I think, as they've staggered Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic with those guys some, but um, it still hasn't really worked. I, I think there are two options. I think, one, you can just commit to playing a more standard, a more traditional approach on your bench. You could play Isaiah Hartenstein, Isaiah Hartenstein, <laughs> um, you know, I don't even know. I, I still don't know which way to pronounce. I'm going to pronounce it wrong the entire season. Um, <laughs> you can play uh, Isaiah actual rotation minutes. I, I mean, you, you just could play him as a traditional backup center like the Nuggets did last year with Mason Plumlee. Um, the Nuggets haven't gone that route because a lot of the teams they played against have played a lot of small ball. But, I mean, look – most of the teams in the NBA are playing small ball right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they could go that route. They could go that route. Um, I, I would explore that option for sure. And um, Or they could look to make a trade. Or they could look to make a trade. That's the other option. But I, the first option is definitely easier. I mean, is, you have Hartenstein on your bench. You know, I, I would look at that. Is this the type of start, though, that gets the wheels turning in the front office of, hey, do we need to make a move here so we don't take a step back this season? In a lot of teams, front offices, I think it would. But the Nuggets are going to take a more patient approach than almost any team out there. They just are. It's been their philosophy for the whole Tim Conlon era. And based on how that's worked out for them, they're not going to abandon that now. So I think if this continues, you know, if this continues for another month, another three weeks, yeah, I think you could see a trade for sure. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think they'll rush to do anything 
in like the first month and a half of the season. Um, they've just proven time and time again that they'll be patient and just see if things can work out. Harrison, so is your expectation at least Western Conference final or championship? My expectation is it's not championship. It's honestly not. Um, if they had brought Jeremy Grant back and kept improving the roster from there, yeah, my expectation might be championship. But on paper, they're just not as good as they were last year. Uh, they're just not. And, of course, on paper doesn't account for the potential leap that Michael Porter Jr. could take this year. And, obviously, that's already off to a rough start. Um, and, and that's really where Denver is banking on the most growth coming from. But, um, yeah, my expectation is to get back to the Western Conference Finals and you know make that a more competitive series and hopefully get to the finals. For sure. I agree with that. I feel like. Nuggets fans would agree with that too. I, I think who knows with Michael Porter Jr. Maybe championship, but Western Conference Finals at least I think is definitely the expectation for the Nuggets. AJ, opening night for the Avs is just five days away, which is extremely exciting. They take on the St. Louis Blues Wednesday night at eight thirty p.m. What are your expectations uh, for the Avs this season? I think everyone pretty much knows, but let's talk about it. Um, they've got a 56 game schedule and anything under uh, anything under 40 wins would be a disappointment for me. Um, I personally think they should probably win closer to 45 of those games, but that's probably being greedy. Um, their, their, their division sucks. They don't, they are set up to be the best team in the NHL by potentially a wide margin. Uh, they have, they have an MVP candidate who's pissed off and in the middle of his career and he only cares about winning a Stanley cup. They have the perfect supporting cast. They have a deep forward core. They've got a loaded defense. That's going to somehow get even better as the year goes on as guys like Bowen Byram's and Bowen Byram and Connor Timmons start to work their way into the lineup on a regular basis. Year two of Kale McCarr has been nothing short of spectacular at every other level he's ever played. So good luck with that NHL. And uh, goaltending-wise, they should honestly be fine. It's it's kind of their weak point right now. And those two guys that they have combined for the fourth-best team save percentage in the NHL last year. So anything, anything short of them decimating their division and having the first seed and home ice uh, in the first round of the, uh, of the playoffs would be a, a bit of a letdown. When are you expecting Bowen Byram to kind of make him himself a starting role, have a start a starting role? So my my guess is uh, he should be getting to Denver today if he's not already here. He begins the quarantine period then. Uh, the Abs play next Wednesday and next Friday, and then they have a couple of days off. The following week they go to California. That first game in Los Angeles, their third game of the season is when I think he should get in the lineup. And then good, good again. Good luck. Good NHL. luck. <laughs> what? Where do you think he fits in in terms of the the deep the deep pairings? Um, it'll kind of depend. Right now, Eric Johnson is still a no show at camp um, mm -hmm. for un, unknown reasons, which is like wink, wink. We have a pretty good idea of what's up, but you know. Didn't uh, um, Bedner say today he isn't allowed in the building? So yeah, kind of so. makes you. Wink, and it wink, wasn't wink. a fight with uh, management that got him <laughs> kicked out of the building. Yeah, it was not. Um, 
I it, it'll depend a little bit on what's going on with uh with with EJ and and his ongoing health and you know everything that's happening. But honestly, he should move in. He should he should start out on the third pairing in a pretty sheltered role. Gets a lot of uh, offensive zone uh, opportunities, and then we'll see how he does. We'll see how he plays from there. He's gonna he's going to determine how much ice time he gets this year because the coaching staff is not going to be afraid to play him. They want to they want to play him. They want to give him every opportunity to take a job and run with it. And if he does. The abs have a chance to be legitimately dominant after the performance that he just put on at WJC's. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he is the best defenseman in the world, not in the NHL right now. Wow. Do you think there is so there's a serious chance for him to just jump in uh, like Kale McCarr did? Yeah, absolutely. There and the best way the best way to find out if the guy's ready is to play him. You don't yeah. need to get cute with it. You don't need to to mess around with him and oh, let's put him on the taxi squad for two weeks. Basically, don't do what the Rockies have done with Brendan Rodgers for two years. Actually drop him into the games and let him play and let him do his thing, and he'll figure it out. AJ, do you want to explain what the taxi squad is for um, people who are not Avs fans or hockey fans? So basically, it is a, it's like they're additional guys that they're going to have that have to be on the team this year. They're kind of on the team. Um, it's four to six guys. A goaltender is required. They can choose whoever those guys are. They have to travel with the team. They're essentially on the team. Those guys can be activated to the to the active roster on any given day as long as it's done before 5 p.m. So they can do kind of whatever they want with it. Uh, they're allowed to put any and all players are eligible to be on it. There are no restrictions. That's really kind of it. Cam Walter in the comments saying, so Byram for Calder? Uh, probably not. No, Come not on. yet. I, I would not. Uh, I think this, this is going to be a really good rookie class, and there are going to be some forwards that are going to play a ton on bad teams. And Byron's going to be a third-pairing guy in Colorado and not going to play on the power play. So all the things that he would need to do in order to get the, the, the numbers to put in there, those opportunities probably won't be there for him. If he wins the Calder, it's because he does something dominant, and then there's no way the Avs don't win the Cup. <laughs> Uh, what else are you expecting to happen, AJ? Will McKinnon finally win the heart? Uh, I I think so because hockey hockey voters have a soft spot for guys uh, with close finishes. Um, there were a couple of people that left McKinnon off their ballots entirely last year, which would boggle my mind, but they're all from the East Coast, so they don't know what they're talking about Never anyway. Revoked, revoked. And I mean, um, is that going to get worse? Because now the Avs are playing at a later time. They won't be playing most games until around 11 o'clock Eastern time. I don't think it'll get worse because there's more attention on McKinnon and the Avs than there ever has been before. The expectations are for him to be dominant, so if he is dominant, it's going to be really hard to say you can't give it to this guy. If you're the best player by a mile on the best team, it's going to be really, it's going to be tough to just keep that out of his grasp. And I think that that's, I think that's where we're headed. Two, two really close second place finishes uh, so far. And this is a dude that's just, I can't, I, I can never stress enough how motivated he is to win all the things. Drew, you, this is your second season paying attention, yeah. caring as a true Avs fan. How excited are you? Very. I'm going to try to watch every single game this year. And I know there's, you know, 
limitations on how people can do that, but we all have our ways. But I'm going to try to watch every single Avs game this year. <clears throat> yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm looking for a new favorite player. It can be Berkey again, but it doesn't have to be. So, like, like you can, you can, you can repeat. But my favorite player is currently open, up for grabs. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to be able to keep a spinny goals tracker this year because we're starting at the beginning. See, spinning goals didn't become a thing until a couple of weeks That's into the true. season last year. So we got to keep a, a spinning goals tracker. Uh, I'll get production am, on that right away. Right. I See, these are the important things that need to get done here at DMVR, <laughs> doing the stuff, man. I am I am, I am actually I'm very excited because obviously I didn't really decide until it just sort of happened organically, uh, like I said, a couple of weeks into the season last year. And then that season obviously got very interrupted. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to, to sort of be going into a year for the first time, knowing a couple of things. I, I, I know who most of the teams in the NHL are now. I could probably name 85% of the abs roster. <laughs> Some of the new guys I might not have down yet, but I'm just, I'm just so stoked, uh, to get back into it. And, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting, uh, yin and yang night and day experience to go back and forth between the Colorado Rockies community and the Colorado Avalanche community. That's going to be, that'll be fun and interesting. <laughs> and Drew is probably watching all of the 2021 Av season preview videos that we have on our YouTube to get yes. caught up learning all about these players each line we've released around i think six or seven now definitely go check that out and if you want to check out some of the nuggets ones we also did full nuggets breakdown on obviously their season has already started but each player so if you want to learn a little bit more about these new guys definitely go check out that series on youtube before we move on to football we have one question from joshua here um for harrison I'll have you answer that um, quickly. Do we think MPJ is a star or just a good piece? I think he can be a star. Absolutely. Um, he is doing a lot of the things in terms of like scoring uh, efficiency wise that like a lot of star wings did at his age, you know, when they were just coming into the season, whether that was a Kevin Durant or, or guys in that mold. So, he can definitely be a star. Um, the, the big question is, you know, how, how does he fit around Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray? And, like, that is the Nuggets' number one priority this season, to get those three on the same page. And that is off to, like, the worst start possible. Um, so, yes, he can be a star. Um, he can be a star. It seems like that timeline has been definitely slowed. But, yeah, he has star potential. And there's a chance for him to play tomorrow, or has he been ruled out, or it's still questionable? Oh, he's out, and he's going to be okay. out for um, the next week and a half, at least. He's going to miss about five or six more games um, Wow! with uh, health and safety protocols. Over 10% of the season when all is said and done. Yeah, and like this was the fear. I mean, yeah. this was the fear that you know, somebody has – you know, COVID related problems or protocol related problems. And suddenly like it's a lost year and that's, that would obviously be worst case scenario. So. 
Let's move on to some football, but first, the sports calendar is in full swing this week from collegiate to professional sports. There is no shortage of action, and there is no better place to get in on all of this action with DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. And to celebrate this year's football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new players a chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional football games at 100 to 1 odds. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. Ryan, what are you sprinkling some money on this weekend? Uh, sprinkle, great term. Um, we, I'm very in on the Bills. Uh, I'm riding the Bills all the way uh, to the championship, in my opinion. Um, so I'm just going to let that ride. Um, but there's also some really dope boosts uh, coming in from DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, one, that you bet 25 to win 50 if any team scores a touchdown in the entire weekend. So uh, you have my stamp of approval. That's my lock of the week, uh, if you will. Uh, and uh, there's more. There's a 50% parlay boost. Uh, there's a 50% live boost. So they're giving you all sorts of opportunities to win more money this weekend. And if you don't want to bet on football, no worries. Basketball is, of course, in full swing. So head to DraftKings Sportsbook right now and check out their daily odds boost. Download their top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code DNVR when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100 on any football action this weekend. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detail. And, of course, if if you have a gambling problem, be sure to call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Ryan, the Broncos are now in 2021, and they're trying to find a new GM. We just found that out last week. John Elway has stepped down from the position of GM and moved up to president of football operations. What are your expectations for the Broncos in 2021? New GM, possible new owner? Um, I actually have it in my contract. I'm only talking about Deshaun Watson until that rumor is shot head and killed. Thank God, because that's all I want to hear about, Ryan. Feed <laughs> me. Feed me. Right. The hundredth conversation about Broncos ownership is not quite as funny as this. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Uh, but no, yeah, but they're probably they're, a little more relevant. <laughs> at least the, at least the GM conversation is new and uh, they've got yeah. five candidates on the docket. I would have liked to see more. Um, you know, as a lot of people have mentioned, they're just doing Zoom interviews. Like, you could do like five of these a day. Um, and so I would have liked them to see them expand the search a little bit more. What it tells me, and I guess I hope I'm wrong about this, but I think that they had a favorite in mind before the process. And the process is merely just a process at this point. They're kind of trying to get through that. Um, if I were to guess, I would say that's Champ Kelly. Now, that's just a guess. Um, George Patton, um, not the famous war general, the assistant general manager for the Minnesota Vikings was their first interview today. Um, he is well-respected around the league. Um, and they also are interviewing champ Kelly today. They'll go on with Terry Fontenot tomorrow, um, who comes from the saints. Uh, champ Kelly obviously comes from the bears, but his roots are with the Broncos. And I think that gives him a kind of a leg up here. Of course, Vic Fangio is also a part of the process. Vic Fangio and Champ Kelly overlapped in Chicago, uh, so he has a little bit of a leg up there as well. Um, and then also, you know, Joe Ellis was not afraid to mention that it's really important for them, for him, that they at least interview uh, minority candidates for this. They are interviewing two. Uh, and I thought just from the way that he spoke about it, I thought it was important to him to make uh, a minority hire. Now they want to hire the best guy for the job. 
and they will do that in the end. But I think that Champ Kelly has a very good chance to be the best uh, best guy for the job in their eyes, and also. Uh, you know, bring in a little bit more diversity into the Broncos front office, which is something that is clearly missing. We could talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. If there's a chance of him coming to the Broncos, what would your expectations be? Would there be a QB competition or is no. it Deshaun Watson over to walk all the way? I there mean, you're be. a lock guy, so I had to ask. No, there wouldn't be the word QB competition again in this town for the next 10 years, and it oh, would be the God. blessing of all blessings. Um, I mean, if they have Deshaun Watson, their expectation is to compete for a championship. Like that's what when when you have a top five franchise quarterback, that instantly is what happens. You expect to compete for championships. You know, it's kind of like what uh, Harrison was saying about Jokic a little earlier. Although um, in the NFL, I think it's even more of of kind of an open door for you when you have the quarterback. Look at the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are not a uh, long time powerful organization. They get Patrick Mahomes. Now they compete for championships every year. That's just how it kind of works. So this roster would be ready to go. Um, obviously, you'd have to give up a lot to get Deshaun Watson. In my opinion, there's no price too high, um, whether that's players, picks, uh, a combination of both. The one thing I said I might not give up is, like, all the players and all the picks. You can have one of the two. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a very, very far-fetched, long-shot uh, that I will say has become less far-fetched and less of a long shot since just 24 hours ago when we talked about it on the DNVR Broncos podcast. It is very clear that Deshaun Watson is not happy. They did him dirty. Like, they told him that they were going to value his opinion uh, in the GM and head coach search, and then they just straight up lied to him. Uh, and they didn't interview any of the candidates that he recommended. Um, he was very interested in Eric Bieniemy as head coach. They didn't interview him. How they messed this up so badly – I don't know. Like, he even said, or at least the reporting suggests that he said, you don't have to hire him. I just want you to consider him. And they couldn't even do him that. They couldn't even bring in Eric Bieniemy for an interview. Uh, and to me, Deshaun Watson has every right now to turn around and say, get me the hell out of here. I want nothing to do with you people. You lied to my face. Uh, you clearly don't respect me. And I don't respect you either, so let's get this over with. And if that's the case, there will be a bidding war like nothing we have ever seen uh, in the NFL. Who is the last quarterback of Watson's caliber to be on the market like this? Because obviously Brady was was moved, but Watson's clearly at, at another level, right? Yeah, I mean, Brady being a free agent obviously fits in there, but that's a little different with him being 43 years old. Yeah. Watson is, is – will be 20 is 25 right now um you know peyton manning coming available <laughs> right. he was still in his 30s is probably the closest thing we've got to that um but i can't think of a time where a i say he's a top five quarterback i don't think you can put him outside of the top seven uh even if you're a hater of deshaun watson's which i don't even know if those exist um but I don't know of a time where that's happened where, you know, they've been that disgruntled with the organization um, that they forced their way out. I'm sure if Mace was here, he could give us some example, but there's not one that comes to mind in my lifetime. But you do see people concerned about the Texans record last year with Deshaun Watson. And I know you're rolling your eyes at that, but that is a concern I've seen on social media. So why should that not matter? 
Well, I mean, it matters a little bit, uh, I guess. But if you look at the stats, Deshaun Watson had nothing to do with them losing games. Um, you know, he's first in the league in passing yards, second in the league in passer rating, first in the league in yards per attempt. Um, he set the record this year for highest passer rating in losses. Like, this guy was carrying the team. Uh, there just wasn't a lot around him. And his anger with the organization started last offseason when they inexplicably traded away his best weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, who's the best receiver in the NFL by, you know, by a lot of people's arguments. So they, like, made it as difficult as they possibly could on him for whatever reason this year. Um, the guy who made most of those moves is gone now, which is unfortunate because, you know, you might have been able to trade, like, uh, Drew Creaseman and an RK special to them for Deshaun Watson. Uh, which may be a bad deal for us, but um, <laughs> I do it. I take it. <laughs> uh, take that deal. If, if Bill O'Brien was still around, he's no longer around. Um, but again, anything happened, you know, the QB wins argument is always a bit futile. When you watch the tape, you would think that if you just watched Deshaun Watson highlights this year, you would think that the Texans went, you know, 14 and two. Right. Um, I'm not sure if Brandon Spano, our CEO's game, is being streamed right now, but he is playing. If you're hearing screaming in my background, it's Brandon. And honestly, I can't tell if he's doing well or if he's doing bad. There's just a lot. There's of no way to tell. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just roughly the same noises. <laughs> Literally. It's like, oh, yes, no. I'm like, what is happening? You are being he's very What is he winning? He's winning 14-0. Okay, so they were all happy. Yes. Okay. They they sounded angry. There was a few curse words flying around, but um, <laughs> that is definitely one of the cool things about being a DMVR member is you get to play Madden with all of these guys and be in the championship. Not just Madden. There's a bunch of leagues and Xbox, PS4, um, PS5. Definitely check that out because uh, it's very entertaining, and they stream the games on DMVR Gaming. So, anyways... Ryan, before we move on to Rockies, there's a few people who've been asking what John Elway's new role will entail. Is he really letting go and stepping back from that GM position? Um, or is he still going to have a pretty good hand in it? Uh, my estimation now, you know, it was very odd the way they framed this thing. It was like he's stepping up in the organization, but he didn't even get like a title promotion. Um, he just lost half of his title which was president of football operations and general manager. Now he's just president of football operations. Um, and we still haven't been told. I guess the one thing that changes is he's the boss of one more person, which will be the GM. But I honestly think if you ask me what his role is going to be, um, his role is going to be playing a lot more golf and spending a lot more time with his grandchildren and coming in to consult um, on big decisions. Uh, and and I, I do believe that he wants to step away and give this next GM more power. I, my initial reaction was, yeah, right. Um, the more I heard from him, I, I don't think that John Elway, um, as, like, I think that as a com the competitor that he is, um, this many losing seasons in a row, four straight losing seasons, has like torn him apart. And I just don't know if he can handle it anymore, honestly. Uh, <laughs> So I think that's a big part of why he wants to step away. Um, he wants to hopefully get the next GM in place. And 
that works out and that could be part of his legacy is okay well you know it didn't work out for him in the second half of his gm tenure but he knew when was the right time to step away he brought in for example champ kelly and champ kelly went on to lead the broncos to another rise uh, i think that's kind of the perfect scenario in john's mind scott carpenter in the comments saying drew's acting like this is the tailgate looking like he's playing edward 40 hands with his breck brew <laughs> it's rocking and rolling the tailgate will Friday, be baby. Will be Saturday. Will be tomorrow morning instead of Sunday. So I assume it's only going to get even rowdier. So definitely tune in because I think these guys are going to go off the rails all the way. I feel like they've been kind of on the rails, especially with no Broncos going on and a Nuggets game in the afternoon. So gonna it's going to be a rails. fun one. Nuggets game at one o'clock, barely in the one? afternoon. True. Right. Wow. We're going to go from tailgate to a little break and then Nuggets game. So it's going to be a fun day. And the DMVR bar will be open. Of course, we are following all COVID-19 um, guidelines and, and restrictions. So we are trying to keep you all as safe as possible, all of us as safe as possible. So definitely come out and check out the DMVR bar. But, Drew, let's talk some Rockies. The Rockies are preparing for winter meetings. Have you guys talked about when winter meetings are taking place? No. no. <laughs> nobody, nobody, no, no. And I'm sure they'll they'll stream the highlights from their bunker whenever they uh no no uh and i don't expect anything to happen at winter meetings either okay. it's uh it's it's one of those things that uh, i think in any other year most of the time would have meeting uh, meaning but in in this particular year uh, the it's almost a formality that they're even having them at all because usually the reason was to get everybody together in one place and bring all the gms and the players and the free agents and the agents and the media and none of that's happening none of us are yeah. I'm, I'm here, I'm not there. And so, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, uh, the, the stove has heated up a little bit. The Mets made a big trade. Cleveland yeah. is completely unloading in, in the way, you know, some people think the Colorado Rockies will or should, and I don't think that they will, but that, that kind of stuff is starting to happen. So we're seeing some of the big movements now, but baseball's in for a rough year, man. So do you expect spring training to start around the same time, or do you think it might be delayed? uh it sounds like they're gonna start yeah i mean it does sound like they're they're going to start it on time the players are pretty insistent on getting in 162 games because the players are pretty insistent in getting 162 paychecks after only getting 60 of them and uh you know it remains to be seen how forgive the pun hardball the owners are going to play you know, how many games they're going to allow with nobody in the stands or very few people in the stands, you know, baseball stadiums, seat, you know, course field, you can get about 50,000 people in there. And that's a lot of, in their minds, money they're not making, which is the same thing as money they're losing. Uh, and, and there's, there's going to be a battle here. Uh, there's going to be increased talk about work stoppages, either a lockout or a strike for any number of reasons. Uh, but I do think that we'll have spring training start on time and the season will probably start on time unless the owners just decide, you know what, until we can have fans back, we're not playing games and we're going to lock you guys out, which I do think is on the table. If the Rockies, Unlikely. If the Rockies do play, what is your expectation for them in 2021? So the great news here, right, is that the Colorado Rockies expectations are as low as they could possibly be. Anything short of tripping over it and falling on their face and being the worst team in Major League Baseball. And I think, and on top of that, trading their two best players or losing their two best players. 
and they'll have had a successful 2021. Now, I, I actually, I think they're going to be kind of fine. Um, I don't think, you know, unless they make a couple of moves that I'm not expecting. I don't think they're a postseason team right now on paper. Um, I do think that, you know, we, we kind of talked about this with uh, Broncos quarterback situation. You talked about it with goalies and in hockey. The, the big thing for me that's very strange is that that's the starting rotation in Major League Baseball, right? Is that's a huge element. It's an inordinate percentage of your team that the success is reliant upon. And the Colorado Rockies starting rotation is actually pretty damn good. And so people just don't talk about them very often. And I get it. It's because other elements of the team are so bad. Um, but in my estimation, all they have to do is get those other elements of the team to be closer to mediocre. And are they going to have a great year? No, but I'll take the over on, I don't even know what it is on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but I'm already ready to hammer that over because people are expecting this team to be amongst the very worst in baseball, forgetting the fact that they have a really good starting rotation, three players on their team that are legitimate stars, and a bunch of young players who, while people don't necessarily believe in them as a group, uh, they're on the upward swings of their career. So like I said, I, I think they need to make a few more moves before even I'm willing to go, hey, this is a team that's set up to surprise some people. But they're not on paper from a talent standpoint that far removed from who they were in back-to-back postseasons in 2017 and 2018. In fact, from a pitching standpoint, they're better. And so they need some help. They do need a lot of things to go their way to outperform expectations in a, in a significant way but they're nowhere near as bad as people think they are and i don't think that they're going to lose i'll put it this way again if i could put the money on it they might lose one of our or story and i'd still if i had to go one way or the other i'd say they keep them both versus losing one or the other i i will promise you they're not going to lose them both that is just not the way this organization operates come 2022 at least one of and again if i had to put my money on it i'd still bet both of Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, for better or worse, and you can argue it's for worse, will be on this team. So, Drew, there was um, an email that came out that was all over social media. A fan reached out um, to Dick Montfort and asked them, please re-sign Trevor Story. What's going on with that? And in the email, he says, oh, we've we've talked. We've tried to talk with his agent. Um, I think Trevor Story is interested in that, but that's more um, on their page because we have tried to do uh, something like that, but we haven't heard back from the agent. Um, it was That's paraphrasing. You guys can go find the um, post on social media. It was an email to a fan, so who knows how much truth that could have. Um, but what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the first caveat about, you know, how if we know it's legitimate or not that Dick Monfort actually says that. I will say that that tracks with what sources have told me with how I've been following that situation for a while is that there's been mutual interest on both Trevor Story and Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich and all the parties involved to get him signed to an extension. Uh, Trevor Story has said publicly many times, including this offseason, that he likes it here, that he wants to continue to play here. A lot of people do their own interpreting and assume that because Nolan is upset, Trevor must also be upset. But he's kind of gone out of his way to be like, dude, if they if they offer me a fair deal, I'm going to I'm going to stay. The what really threw a wrench in this, I, I firmly believe that if the pandemic hadn't happened, Trevor Story would have already signed a long-term extension in Colorado. That would be done. He'd, he'd be here. Uh, now it's very complicated because all of the owners in baseball are telling themselves they've got no money, they can't spend any money, 
And if somebody goes out and does spend a bunch of money, well, then that proves their whole argument wrong. I still think there's a way to get it done to backload a contract to say, hey, Trevor, we're not going to pay you more next year because we're still feeling the pandemic. But in 2024 through 27, that's when you're really going to make your big bucks. And uh, that would even conveniently be after Charlie Blackman's contract comes off the books. I actually think there's a decent chance that gets done. I, I think Trevor's story. So, you know, it probably doesn't help if that's a legitimate email to say, like, his agent has been the problem. But it's also... I think largely true agents want their guys to become free agents they just do extensions are bad for agents they're good for teams not necessarily great for players they're terrible for agents and so you know while it may not it's not a good pr move and lord knows the rockies haven't been making great pr moves in their front office lately he's not wrong trevor wants to stay dick monfort wants to keep him and they're willing to pay him what they think he's worth we'll find out if that's what trevor believes he's worth and uh, in that email, they also talked about possible New Jersey, which that would be really cool, um, exciting for this new season. But we have a quick question, quick answer, Drew. Um, Kyle is asking, what's Rymel Tapia's contract status? Will it be extended? Asking for a friend, dot, 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 that wants to buy a jersey. <laughs> um, is it safe a to buy a jersey? Uh, he can still get moved. He's not going to become a free agent for a couple of years still, but I, I could see him getting thrown into a trade at any given time to try to be a sweetener for things. I hope not. I don't think that the Rockies value Tapia the way they should. Um, that's that being said, I think he earned a lot of trust in that front office and the coaching staff this last year by getting on base in 90% of the games that he played. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, you heard it, Kyle. Um, I do it. Buy yet. the jersey. Oh, buy okay. the jersey. Buy it. All right. And Drew we'll, is we'll, personally we'll... insuring it. He's personally. Yeah. If he goes and plays for a different team, just burn it in effigy and <laughs> curse the Colorado Rockies the way everyone else does. Okay, guys. We are finally bringing back who won the week. It has been so. What? Let's so go. Long. I know it might LFG, not be the best baby. week to bring this back for you, Harrison. But um, before we get to that, I got to tell you guys about Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family-owned dentist in Colorado. They are just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in Lakewood. And when you go there, you are treated like family. They are all diehard Denver sports fans and are truly so genuine and such nice people. And if you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. All you got to do is go get a cleaning x-ray and exam don't forget that supporting our sponsors truly helps us and means the world to us. So go check out Green Mountain Dental Group today. And with that, hold on, guys. It's going to take me a second. Come no, on. Hear that. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Really? Oh, You're so in such suspense. No, I'm so ready to hear it. Oh, I was jamming. Oh, okay, hold on. It's been so long. I was just jamming. No one could hear it. That's just no. Okay, give me no. two seconds. Talk amongst yourselves. So how's everyone's <laughs> day? Oh, is that what we're supposed to <laughs> provide podcast content? Yes. So uh, it's not just silent. You guys, uh, you guys hear about Sean Watson? Ryan? Yo, can I can I talk about Canada for two months and how life is way different there in some yeah. aspects? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The fact that soda is just not a thing that they drink, apparently, because all of their variations of popular sodas are terrible. <laughs> 
Like, like don't what? put them in your body. All of them. Like I tried. Them. I tried. I tried Mountain Dew, of course, because that's the nectar of the gods. Not up there. It's not. It's the <laughs> nectar of the scum. Okay. It's what. It's what Minnesota Wild fans drink. Oh, it's wow. the worst. Okay. It's, and it's still called Mountain Dew. Yeah, and they don't even have a code red variation, which just feels like a crime against humanity. They had their Pepsi variation, not any good. Dr. Pepper, nope. I bailed on all of the big time sodas and went with something local, and it was like some like cream soda variation that was pink because I had to get my jam on. But it was ridiculous. I almost abandoned it entirely. No wonder people up there don't drink soda the way that we do in the States because all the options are horrible. Wow. We, we yeah. needed that ring, AJ. And yeah. to be honest, like, I just was not accustomed. Like, Winnipeg is really far north. I was not accustomed to the short daylight in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like, 8 to 4, you have sun. All right, well, if I'm rolling out of bed at 11 a.m. because I got no reason to be up any earlier than that. Okay, great. I just, I'm, I'm just, like, getting going during my day. And the sun goes down. And it's just, ah, <laughs> oh, I never got my bearings with it. It was so weird the entire time. Okay, I think we're ready for who won the week, but you guys you have to it? tell me because I could hear it and I was jamming, so you guys got to let me know. Okay, ready? We are going in three, two. Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up the creek? Let's see. Who won the week? Man, yeah. I missed that. That's Jazz good. Didn't mean to start. <laughs> she missed I mean, it so go much. It again. <laughs> We're just going to play it over and over and over again. Okay. If you're new to this podcast, we used to do Who Won the Week, and one of our listeners actually sent that in to us. Eric, thank you so much again. That, that music is awesome. Um, if you're new, I'm going to give each of these guys 30 seconds to argue why the team they cover won the week. Drew, since the Rockies haven't done anything yet, I'll allow you to choose any other team to make no, an argument for. Or I have support. a Rocky. Oh. I, got a, I got a Rocky one. Okay. They actually well. had, they haven't had a piece of good news in a long time. They had one piece of good news this week, so I'm ready. There we go. Okay, but we're going to start off with Harrison. Harrison, oh. you get 30 <laughs> seconds as to why the Nuggets or a player or a member of the organization won the week starting Nikola Jokic won the week uh, this week, guys. And I know the Nuggets have gone off to a rough start, but really the most important thing about this team is is Nikola Jokic playing up to his standards. And he's exceeding them. This guy should be the MVP of the league right now. There's not anybody I would take to win one game in the NBA tomorrow over Nikola Jokic. He, in my opinion, opinion is probably the best player in the league right now. He, he's just playing at an unbelievable level on both ends Time. of the floor, actually. So, Tab. in the week. Okay, Nikola Jokic. That's a good one. That's a good one. AJ, we're going next with you. Starting now. All right, so Avs obviously opened up their training camp, but even bigger was four of their prospects made it to the gold medal game. Three of them got silver medals. One of them got the gold and Drew Hellison. All of them looked variations of good. Bowen Byron was named Team Canada's best player, which, you know, the being the best player on what should have been the best team uh, is pretty, pretty, pretty good news and hard to do as a defenseman. And now he's going to be in Denver for training camp. They have to win the week because all their kids are dope and they're coming to take over the world. Time. <laughs> wow. Right on it. <laughs> I'm naming my next album variations of good. 
like that. Okay, Ryan. Why did the Broncos or a member of the organization or anything to do with the Broncos win the week starting now? Deshaun Watson won the oh, week. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> because the Houston Texans gave him a reason to get the hell out of that terrible organization. Uh, they are set, they have set him up for failure and they have no defense, they have no running game, and they're going to waste his prime if he's stuck there, but they disrespected him and gave him a reason to say, peace out, and now he can go somewhere else that potentially could have benefited the Broncos. You didn't get Broncos in there, so I'm not going to write that in the tweet. That's okay. Um, Okay, Drew, you have Rockies. I'm excited for you. Why did the Rockies possibly win the week? Scott Oberg won the week because he posted an Instagram video of himself throwing a baseball and promised to be back after successful surgery, which took care of, hopefully, a blood clot problem that has sidelined him now three different times in his career, but two times, and I promise you a third, he is going to get back out there and pitch. He has been the second best reliever in all of baseball the last two years. He's been healthy. This is a big, big health concern. He's one of the best people in baseball. He's on the comeback trail, and he's a big deal on and off the field for your Rockies. Scott Oberg won the week. <laughs> all the last, like, five seconds, and that doesn't count. You got to omit it. No, it's all there. It's We're all there. Gonna, not going to be in the tweet. He's the team union rep? Shoot, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can vote on Twitter as soon as this, um, as soon as I release the actual podcast form of this underneath it. I will put a poll with these guys' answers, and you can vote on Twitter. Who won the week? We'll talk about it next week. And whoever won the week and got, they get an extra portion of time to talk about whatever they would like. Um, you could vote on DNVR underscore sports. That is the Twitter account. And then... That's all we've got for you guys. Don't forget the bar is open over the weekend for dining. Like I mentioned, we are following all of the COVID-19 protocols, um, and we want to make sure it's as safe as possible to be down here. So come hang out. Nuggets game tomorrow. We will be having an Avs watch party, so make sure to look out for that because that one will be RSVP tomorrow, I believe, is first come, first serve. And, of course, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, subscribe, and if you don't want to miss out on any of our shows, go ahead and click that little bell to make sure you get alerts for when we are going live. I think we're going live probably three or four times a day um, talking all Denver sports. So definitely check that out. And then if you're on Periscope and having any issues, we truly recommend checking out YouTube because uh, the stream always ends up being better. So definitely give us a like and head to YouTube. And thank you guys all so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.